Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. Got a good friend, Matthew Abernathy, in studio with me. We're going to get to Matt here in just a minute. We're going to kick things off with our good friend, Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, we're doing well. And, you know, man, I tell you, it kills me to see. I was driving to Meeker uh, last week, last Friday, and I counted... 11 trucks on the side of the road either messing with something with their truck or their trailer <laughs> where they didn't get things <laughs> checked out you know and uh, those were all fords and Dodge's, yeah i started they? to say now here's the thing <laughs> none of them had a chevy emblem you know i'm serious right. yeah no but uh you know it is one thing man and i just want to bring up your service department real quick because you know what i mean hey there's still third fourth season left and uh in our big game season all and uh man Get your vehicle checked out a little bit before you hit the road and head to the mountains. You never know what you're going to entail as we got a foot of snow on Sunday up there. <laughs> yep, and cold weather does, extreme cold and extreme hot does bad things to cars. So you should get it checked out and just make all your sure belts, hoses, everything's all in good shape before you hit the road. Abs- no question about it. Absolutely. And, and again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, a great, great service department. And uh, we don't have time to get into the whole deal of just the myth, really. And, and maybe at some point it was true where, you know, dealerships were more expensive. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, as long as I've been doing business with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, uh, extremely competitive on pricing, if not just flat out cheaper and uh, and great great quality work so again get your vehicles checked out it's no fun being on the side of the road i promise you that so what's going on this weekend dan oh well it's halloween last day of the month and uh you know the old saying you know wait till the last day of the month is sometimes true today we're pushing pretty hard so uh everybody's out there thinking they want to do something we're here till seven o'clock tonight we got uh big rebates we got used cars we got everything on sale and uh and, you know, we're doing some business today. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, I love driving the mountains with an LTZ, Matt. All right. 2020 LTZ. Son, I can fly. I mean, I'm telling you, I've got to watch it. I can be doing 90 just straight up through bail, man, before I know it. I mean, those trucks yeah, do run, nice. Dan. Yeah, they're nice. They're, they're nice. They're comfortable. They're quiet. Yep. They, you know, like you say, you can be doing 90 and you don't even realize it. I know. That's not the way trucks used to be. They, they ride, you know. Yeah, and even the diesels, you know, here. good night. Yeah. I mean, you know, my buddy Red, I mean, when I first met Red and you know, like 2004, I mean, man, his diesel, Lord, we could never hunt in that thing. It was so loud. And now, boy, diesel trucks are awesome. Yeah, and Chevy's are quieter than most. You know, yeah, a lot of them you can't even go through a drive-through. You got to turn it off. So <laughs> yeah. order, you know, do do your banking or order a burger. Exactly. That that's not the way Chevy diesels are. Right. Well, any uh, you got any? What's kind of uh, any special deals with with finance right now or rebates and different things well, on, the good on trucks? Thing is, is you know, we've we've had we've struggled a little bit getting some inventory, and I've right. gotten. Uh, Oh gosh, probably twenty Silverados in this week. So, oh, okay. and, and the deals are great on those. Uh, I got a couple of 
20s left, and then I got 2021s here on the ground, and uh, rebates on those are you know, almost as good as a 20. So that's probably the best buy in the house right now is come get a 2021. All right, good deal. We'll get by and see, and when you park there, usually someone will come out and greet you, but uh, tell them you'd like to meet Dan and just mention you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado, and I promise you, give him a chance to earn your trust in your business, and he will not disappoint you. And, uh, Dan, I'll get you that information on that other gentleman looking for a truck here uh, before the end of the day, and we'll get going on that one. <laughs> no problem. All I right, appreciate bud. it. And, all right, Scott, have a good weekend. All right, man. That's Dan Johnson, right. Lynn Lyles, Chevrolet. What do you drive, man? I drove a Toyota. I drove a 2017, Come on up close. 2017 Toyota. Oh, right? do you? So, yeah, uh-huh. I dr- but I, I drove a Dodge for 21 years, 250,000 wow. miles on it. So, um, and it, but it's it, I've always kind of had a I, I like the Chevys. I really do. Yeah, I really I'm, do. I'm but telling you, man. I, it was it was tough. I researched it for 10 years. Of course, I started. I, I held on to stuff forever. So sure, I, sure. I started researching 10 years ago, and I wound up. I just got a good deal on this Toyota, and then I held money back. It's a base model. I held money back, and then had a bunch of aftermarket stuff. I like it. It's nice. We'll get you in a Chevy one day. (laughs) One day. One day. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the phones here. We've got Denny Barron's with us. Denny's been on our show a number of times. And uh, Denny, first of all, welcome. How are you, sir? Good. Good, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing well. And I've got a good buddy of mine, Matthew, in here. So Matthew may pop a question to you as well. But, Denny, it seems like we've been fighting this wolf thing for uh, years and years. But kind of give us an update (laughs) on on what's going on here and man the the time has never been more crucial for people to help us out here and vote no on this proposition 114 so tell us where we stand today well um as of you know that um on friday um u.s fish and wildlife service actually delisted the wolf in the lower 48 right and so that that's some good news for us here in Colorado. I think it helps us as far as the public is concerned that wolves aren't endangered anymore, and so we don't need an introduction of wolves into the state of Colorado. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the big picture right now for us. We're looking at this and, and saying, you know, the public needs to understand that wolves are already here. Um, you know, they've been here in this state migrating back and forth since 2004 when the first one was documented. And so I think the public just needs to think about what we're, you know, voting on, and that's to put more wolves into Colorado, and we really don't need that. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now, Scott. Yeah. So, Denny, I've got a question for you. You know, one of the the arguments, I saw an argument online the other day where, um, the other side is saying, you know, their, their, their chief argument is that the wolf occupies less than 5% of its original habitat. And my initial, you know, gut reaction is, well, yeah, but we weren't here, right? <laughs> you didn't have all of, um, all of the growth and all of the, um, the, um, you know, the people just effectively that, that you had before. So that argument just didn't hold any water for me, right? So I just, uh, you know, trying to have, uh, a, a, a a reasonable conversation with somebody that's just emotionally based, right? And they, they think that if they put wolves here, they're going to see wolves. And that's just not what's going to happen. What you're going to see less of is elk, deer, moose. I mean, but that, that argument just doesn't hold water for me, right? So are you, you know, what are you, when, when you're having a conversation on the street with a friend that is like, oh, well, I, I, I like seeing wolves at the zoo. It'd be great to drive up to, you know, Mount Evans and see a wolf stand on the side of the road. You know, how do you have that conversation with your buddy? Well, the first thing that usually 
when that person comes up and says that, the first thing I tell them, this is not 1940. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got almost 6 million people in this state. Yeah. And in 20 years, they're talking, you know, 8 million people in this state. Wow. And so how do we, how do we actually, when it comes to wildlife management, how do we take a species from Canada, put him in a box, catch him, put him in a box for two weeks, and wait for papers, you know, export papers to bring him into the United States, and then take him down here to Colorado and dump him out in a state that's got almost 6 million people? And it's just, it's not fair to the wolf, and, you know, it's just going to be chaos from day one. And I think when we start to tell people about that, that this is not 1940. There are way more people here. I like that approach, though, is effectively it's not fair to the wolf. You're taking it, the gray wolf out of its native, right. you know, Alaska, where so much range, and they do roam. I mean, you know, that's how that pack got to North America. I mean, got to northwest Colorado, right? They're coming out of that Yellowstone. That's not a, that's not an overnight trip, right? They didn't take the greyhound to get there. They hooked it, right? So in my mind, that's, um, you know, that's a, that's a great thing. It's just not fair to the wolf to take it out of a place where it's got room to expand, make its own pack, as alphas do, things of that nature. But to put it in, a, like you said, capture it, put it in a box, put it through all that trauma, relocate it to another place. And don't tell me the wolf doesn't know that, you know, oh, my gosh, I have been magically kidnapped by aliens, so to speak, right, and transported (laughs) to another time and dimension. Holy crap, how am I going to do this? And now they're, you know, here's a highway. I'm dodging cars now all of a sudden. So great, great point. Absolutely, because, you know, and again, I look at it as a, a vote by the front range people that really don't understand wildlife management and the fact that this this issue has been looked at four times by our experts here in Colorado. You know, the old DOW and now Parks and Wildlife staff have looked at it four times. They came to the commission, the Wildlife Commission. They've made recommendations that this is not a good idea for Colorado and it's definitely not a good idea for the wolf. And so now you've got the environmental community coming back and saying, well, we think um, ballot box biology is better than what our professionals say. And we can make that decision. We know what's best for, for the wolf. And so we think he needs to be turned loose here. And our professionals have said time and time again that that's not good, and it's not good for the wolf. Right. And, Denny, just real quick here, um, when you look at some of the other states, uh, and I know, you know, don't expect you to have all the numbers in front of you, but just one example maybe of, you know, a state where the wolves and then the decimation of the elk numbers, um, any of those numbers come to your head uh, easy? Well, I can tell you that the Lolo herd up in Idaho, uh, that Fish and Game Department has told us that that herd is now extinct and they don't know when it's going to come back. And then if you want to look at the moose issue, which is dear to me because I watched that happen in our state, the introduction of wolves, especially down when I was guiding in the San Juans when they turned loose down there. You know, we spent almost over a million dollars, if not more, to introduce the moose and then we introduced them again. Um, we did it first up by Walden, then we went down to the uh, San Juan's and introduced them there. Then we came back and did the Grand Mesa, and there's other places, South Park. 
It all costs money to do that. But we looked at the statistics from Wyoming that they sent us, and in 1996, they had over 10,000 moose in the state. And by 2017, they were down to 1,300. And that's actually in their wolf report. So when people say that they can coexist, no, they can't. And when they say, oh, they only kill the weak and the, and the uh, you know, the old, well, sure they kill the weak. They kill the calves and the fawns. And mm-hmm. now we have diminishing elk herds because we have no recruitment. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that hit home for me because I hunt, as you know, up yep. north of Walton, right in that North Park area. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen a lot of moose. Autonomous. I love watching moose, right? And to think, you know, there's something. If somebody wants to go see something, you drive. Well, it used to be, of course, over the Cameron Pass, right, right. before it was closed off by the fire. But that big, they've got that big moose uh, um, um, facility there, right? Uh, right there on the on the backside as you head down into North Park. And you can typically just see them right there off Highway 14. Yeah. So, and if you get off the road a little bit in North Park, you can. it's not hard to find a moose. Yeah. You put wolves in here. Except when you're hunting. Except yeah, exactly. Right. Except when you got a license, yeah. probably. Yeah, absolutely right. So, but uh, you want to? Yeah, I mean that's that's what's gonna, that's what you're not going to see. Yeah, right for sure. Right, you know, and, and over here we have moose days on the Grand Mesa, and it's a big event, you know. And down in the San Juans where I hunt, you know, when I draw a tag down there, we've got moose walking through camp all the time, and mm-hmm. it's just fabulous to see it. Yep. But. All the experts have told us that if you put a menu in front of a wolf and it's got deer and elk and moose, the first one they're going to go after is the moose. Mm. And that's basically what's happened in Yellowstone and Idaho and Montana, especially in Wyoming. Um, and if we want to continue to see our moose in this state, you know, we don't need an introduction of wolves. No, right. It's just, it's forced. It's yeah. just, if it's forced, it's not right. It just doesn't, it's not the way it should be. No, right? Absolutely. And it's, and as I understand it, it's being propagated and pushed by people that aren't even from Colorado. Right? Oh, absolutely. When, when you look at the uh, Rocky Mountain Wolf Project, they're a conglomerate of, of um, anti-hunting and environmental groups, Uh Center for Biological Diversity, uh, Sierra Club. There's a, like 13 major groups, Ted Turner's Endangered Species Fund. But when you go to the Secretary of State and you see who they filed under, they filed as a 501c3 under the Tide Center. And if you Google the Tide Center, you're going to find out that that's the money laundering group to the environmental groups of George Soros. Hmm. That's a fact. Wow. And so hmm. we know what George Soros is trying to do to our country, and now he's putting major money into the Wolf Project to fund this, you know, gather signatures, which was 350000 right from the get-go from the Tide Center. And so they end up spending almost a million dollars to gather signatures in this state to push this agenda. And so we look at that and say 75 to 80% of the money is out of state. Right. It's not what people in Colorado really want. And when you sit down and talk the facts to the people, front range, you know, whether it's in any quadrant of the state, when you talk facts to the people, 
they say, no, we don't need an introduction. Mm-hmm. The whoop is already here. Well, good. Well, Denny, hey, man, we appreciate your time, and thank you for all your hard work. I know this has been a nonstop effort, uh, you know, for you personally. And uh, so, folks, hey, you know, sometimes I think when these some of these propositions, you don't really understand it. You just check something, to, you know, but don't do that. <laughs> check no on this. I mean, trust please. us. Yeah, just trust, trust us. us. We for, spend a lot of time in the field. Yeah. And so just yeah. vote no on 114. So, Denny, Absolutely. thank you for your time, bud, and we'll touch base afterwards and see where we're at. All right, guys, we'll talk to you after the election. All right, sounds great. That's Denny Barron's. Again, just vote no on 114. This segment's been brought to you by our good friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And, Matt, we could take the rest of the show and talk about this great store. I was over Holy there cow. just this morning, and I tell you, it's just a fun store, man. <laughs> I, I spent so much money in there. I was just in there Monday, drove my deer back. I mean, Tuesday or Wednesday, I guess it was. <clears throat> shot shot a big buck on Monday morning. Yeah, man, congrats. Right, so nice thank buck. you. And uh, drove back on Tuesday, but I was I was first thing over there. I ran it up to the DOW, got it tested, right, and got in line, ran it right down there to the outdoorsman's attic. I mean, you know, um, Bill and Patty run a, a great shop, right? Sure. And Billy is very active in it, obviously runs it. Um, Jennifer runs a taxidermy piece there. I mean, it's family operated, but there's so much cool, eclectic stuff. And now they got our buddies, got Rathbun, the gunsmith down there, yep. been a gunsmith, school of trades over 30 odd years, right? Fantastic guy. But every time I go in there, there's something new. Every time I, I go in there, right? Yeah. So new stuff, used stuff, you know, secondhand stuff. I got stuff in there. I'm, yeah, I'm like, find something. I can use this in 20 years. I need to sure. turn this into five bucks and I can buy something else in the same place. <laughs> buy something for 20. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's 26.50 West Hamden. And um, again, these folks have been just tremendous uh, supporters of our show since we started. And uh, just wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, I was over this morning, as I mentioned, and, hey, ice fishing's right around the corner. I went down the basement where Scott, the uh, gunsmith, is, and already some waterfowl things down there and uh, got some goose shells. So, hey, they've got it all. I mean, camping, fishing, whatever. And so if you're looking to replace some equipment or, as Matt mentioned, hey, you've got some things that you're not using anymore. I'm telling you, don't sit in your garage with it and try to get five bucks for it. Take it over to the Outdoorsman's Attic, and uh, they'll fill you in all about their consignment uh, way of doing business. You can open yourself an account, and they'll sell it for you. And uh, it's just a great way to uh, help out other people too. Hey, one stop shop. Care of the too. Equipment. It one is, shop. man. What well, taxidermy, gunsmithing, yeah. <laughs> firearm stuff. Yeah. And you know, something you said earlier about, uh, you know, you had uh, Lynn Lyle on from uh, Chevrolet, right? Yeah. Take your vehicle in, third and four seasons, get it tuned up. You know, that goes for your gun too. If your gun's been sitting in the safe for a couple of years and Buddy wants to go duck hunting, you know, pull it out, check it out. If you're not sure you've inherited, you just bought one, take it over there to Scott, right? Absolutely. Have him run through it, check it out, tell you what's going on. Um, you just you, you can't lose it. Make sure you, you got to maintain your firearm too, Absolutely. right? That's the only way to stay safe. Yep. The Outdoorsman's Attic, twenty six fifty West Hamden. We'll be right back. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands how the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case where you have been hurt by someone else's negligence, the idea with that is that you're then going to try to recover to get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. And what that really means from a juror's perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about what six people that don't know you, that hear evidence and have to make a unanimous decision will decide as to what fair value is. And so you and I 
when we get hurt, have definitely an idea of what we think it's worth to us. But the question is, what can you articulate to those other individuals who don't know you and are not involved in this process to get them persuaded about what it is that they think the case is worth? Call now for a free consultation. 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. Matthew Abernathy, a good buddy of ours, in studio with us for the hour. And uh, Matt is doing some representation for our good friends at Phoenix Weaponry now. So that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. Aaron and I have been shooting buddies. We've shot a lot of charity sporting clays events for a long time. And uh, finally put it together, right? I mean, I'm in technology as my core right. competency, right? But I've been a firearms guy. I'm a certified firearms instructor. And um, I've been a competitive shooter. And I've shot IDPA. I've shot IPSC. I've shot sporting clays. I've just done a lot. And we've and finally put it together, right? And he's like, hey, you know, come come sell a few suppressors and stuff like that. And, I mean, I'm in these gun shops anyway. I exactly. might as well. We bump you know, into each other all the time around these places town, anyway, yeah. So I might as well be doing some good. So I'm helping bring on dealers, right? I'm qualifying dealers specifically in the, we're just going to start in the Colorado area, right? We're not going to, we're, we're not uh, parachuting or going to bomb suppressors. And these are premium quality. These are upper in platform firearms and, and, and accessories, right? So we're not going to bomb the, the universe with these. We're being very selective. We signed up our first dealer just two weeks ago, and that's Jackson Creek Armory, Kenny Valdez down in Sedalia, Colorado. So very excited about that, talking to some other folks. But we want folks that they know suppressors, they know AR-15s, mm -hmm. they're, they're in the industry. Um, and it's not just a, you know, it's, it's, it's their livelihood, obviously, but they're into it. They, they shoot a lot. Kenny shoots, a, blows up, burns a lot of powder, man. Really? So, <laughs> so we're, we're very excited about it. We got, just had a news release uh, Friday. I don't know if you saw this. But Phoenix is now going to do uh, custom lowers. Yes. So you yes. can have custom emblems on your 
uh, 70, 75 T7 aluminum billet, mm-hmm. right? So if you've got an emblem JPEG or something of that nature, you got a you got a corporate logo you want to put on he the side. He actually did one with me. It was Sportsman of Colorado. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So if you've got a corporate logo, you know what I mean, or something of that nature, uh, custom fire controls, you know, we're not going to do anything uh, crazy or vulgar or anything like that, right? But, right, uh, right. you know, yeah, going to have some, some guardrails on that. But, uh, yeah, if you've got a corporate logo or something like custom lower, how would you like to have your own custom, you know, you have a ranch or a, a farm or a business or something of that nature? Hey, you know what I mean? So, And before I met Aaron, you know, uh, it was something where, you know, you're used to buying guns off the shelf and uh, you don't know any better. And then all of a sudden... Yeah. The, so let's talk about that learning triggers. curve. So my learning curve looked look like, you know what I mean? Looked yeah. like an evil Knievel ramp, right? Because I was, I was always at the mind, the AR platform. You know, it's mil spec. Yeah, you know, it's a fine. It's okay. It's, it's you know, if you need one, you need one. And then, you know, I, I, I racked that charging handle on a Phoenix weaponry AR platform, and it's like butter. It's, it's, it's insane how smooth that thing is. And then I was with Aaron. We did a, a dealer day demo where we were with Adsortium, um, uh, photography, and they're doing really cool, super slow-mo stuff. We took the shrouds off the suppressor so you can actually see what's happening inside the suppressor with oh, the gases cool. and things of that nature and um, all that kind of good stuff. And, and we're shooting down range, and I mean, you know, we're shooting 308 platform. Thing, and the thing's shooting, you know, half-inch MOA. We're not even trying. I mean, the thing's just nailing it. You you have a oh, Phoenix yeah. 308 oh, yeah. AR, right? <laughs> so it. you know that thing. <laughs> yeah. It's smooth. It's accurate. So, you know, if you're kind of – if you like to build your own stuff and you like your mil spec, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but for a long time, I, I thought that's as good as it got. Yeah, you know, too. you bought a yeah. forged – you know, from one of the forges, you got a forged lower. You built your own thing. I've built three or four of these things. And it's just, you know, hey, MOA is about as good as you can get with some little tweaks and things of that nature. Oh, no. <laughs> Aaron has taken it to a whole new level. That's and cool. then – if I could describe, you know, Phoenix with one word, it would be innovation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 4570 auto. I mean, he's always thinking, Aaron. There's some cool stuff. So I, I called him yesterday, and I'm like, hey, can I talk about this, right? And he's like, no, I don't want you to talk about that. It's not ready to be spoken of yet. So so there's some great things, not only what we're doing with the custom lowers and, you know, 4570 auto and some of the great stuff that you can find on phoenixweaponry.com. There's some stuff down the road, Scott, that's just going to be awesome. Wow. It's just amazing. It's wow, super exciting. Wait. So super excited to have our first dealer. Super excited about all the innovative stuff we're doing. Again, you know, it's, we're the largest firearms manufacturer in Colorado. Mm-hmm. 10,000 square foot facility, two stories, a dozen CNC machines, right? You got 20 uh, certified gunsmiths and, and machinists working over there. Scott goes over there and, and helps them out. You know, we just yep. talk about Scott Rathman over at right. uh, over at uh, Outdoorsman's Attic, and he's been a gunsmith for 35 years. Fantastic guy, right? So uh, he's helping out over there on uh, off days at Outdoorsman's Attic, and uh, um, they're just they're, they're really starting to get traction and do some fantastic stuff. Good. So, well, check them out, PhoenixWeaponry.com, and uh, when the shows all get going again, uh, <laughs> and we all hit those, uh, we'll talk more about that. Well, let's go to our good friend real quick. Hey, we're in the middle of the big game season, but you know what? Let's see if the fish are biting. Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, how are you, sir? Doing well, Scott. How are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. So what's happening in the fishing world? You know, right now there's so many different options, obviously, out in the the outdoors of Colorado, as you mentioned, all the big game seasons, waterfowl, up kicking off soon. 
but there's still some fantastic opportunities when it comes to fishing and the front range really is starting to produce uh, a bite that we've been looking for that we haven't had a whole lot of lately with uh, the warmer weather but that last cold snap is really turning on uh, the bite at chatfield and at cherry creek both uh, the jigging wraps and the blade baits both have uh, been really darn productive out there actually and uh, the fish are starting to transition into a little bit deeper water and with that transition, uh, a lot of times, uh, as what we're seeing right now, is that they're really turning on with a good fall feed. Nice. Very nice. Hey, Austin, so uh, you mentioned a couple of front-range spots there. I love I love, uh, I love, love going up the South Platte, up, up uh, um, Waterton Canyon, right? I built me a sure. – I found, a, found an old mountain bike in Goodwill, right? And I fixed <laughs> it up so I could go all the way up there to Stroysha Dam, I think it is, and fish the South Platte all the way back. So, And I'm a big uh, – I love Tenkara fishing, right, the Japanese style without the reel. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic, right? So uh, – uh, how have you have you got any news on Waterton? This is just, I guess, for me and any other, you know, so, yeah. you know, however many thousands of my closest friends are, are are thinking about going up tomorrow morning now with me, right? So, with a lot of the the closures that we've been having uh, with the national forest closures and everything in Clear Creek County, it's been diverting a lot of people to Waterton Canyon as of late. Mm. The fishing, however, has been productive, and as you mentioned with your mountain bike there, it definitely at the moment is important to get up above the Marston diversion as you get up. To Port Strontia Springs Dam. That lower section uh, definitely has had a lot of water that's getting pulled out of it at Marston. Mm. And so your, your flows are substantially less on that lower section rather than that upper section. So uh, getting up there with a little bit higher flows, small bluing dollar presentations have been very effective up there with some eggs and worms mixed in as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. six miles up from the parking lot up to Stroyshire. And it's, you know what, it's not a bad hike. And it's an easy no. bike ride. It's it's really, I mean, a lot of it, it gets hit. I mean, it, it does get hit. But I think in the fall, a lot of people, kids go back to school, things of that nature. So it cools off a little bit and people are thinking about other things. Great time to be out there wetting the line. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Great time to be out there wetting the line. So. And Austin, I heard, you know, Absolutely. back when we were talking with CPW, with all the licenses went on sale, and I forgot that it was like 100,000 more fishing licenses were sold or something this year. So uh, have you seen that uh, result in your business? Most certainly. I mean, a lot of people have gotten out that uh, had either previously not been really part of the, the outdoor fishing industry, but a lot of people that have in the past that have getting, gotten back into it. And it's gone in all realms, really. I mean, everything from your, your fly fishing to conventional fishing, very basic, all the way up through very high end. And uh, we've seen it significantly. And uh, hopefully a lot of these people will continue to uh, hold on to the sport and, and, and continue to, to participate in, it in years in the future. But uh, it certainly has been an interesting year, to say the very least, as far as overall license sales and tackle sales in general. Fishing tackle, as with everything in the firearms industry and various other outdoor industries, it's been very challenging to get product this year and, and still continues yeah, to be. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're, we're prepared for ice fishing this year. and with some of the uh, potential shutdowns that we're certainly hearing about, and then ski resorts not necessarily operating at full capacity by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Ice fishing is right on the cusp of happening here, and and I'm certainly anticipating a lot of people taking up ice fishing that otherwise uh, fished earlier this year. Nice. 
You know, I um, <clears throat> I think of fishing, Scott, when I think about this, right? So we, we, we talk about the hunting industry and a lot. And in my mind, they're two, they're, it's one big, you know, sure. the outdoor industry in my mind, right? And I think of fishing as kind of like a gateway drug because you start the small ones off. They're too little to carry a farm or something like that, but they can yep. hold a rod and they can, they can back up the, the, the shore and pull a fish in or something of that nature. Absolutely. And we need, we want more people in the, in the woods. It's just a fantastic place to be, right? And I mean, so much more peace uh, as opposed to watching kids just six inches from their screens and, and, playing first-person shooters and things of that nature. I mean, man, get your kids out in the woods. You see yeah. so much cool stuff. And Austin does a great job. And Austin, I'm, you could take the rest of the show and just tell stories probably of father-son trips that you've got it out there. I've, I've sent you a few folks that have done that. And, uh, I mean, that is just priceless time, as they say, with a father and son out there fishing, isn't it? Absolutely. And, I mean, those are my really my favorite trips, getting out like that. And, and we've done lots and lots of them over the years. And I've seen so much of it this year with, with uh, families taking young kids out fishing as well. I mean, not necessarily on the guide trips, but, I mean, really, we are all about outfitting, uh, really anyone, obviously, but then certainly the, the young kids getting out and, and getting them dialed in on, on what they need to be doing. But it certainly has been a uh, very, very productive year for that, and a lot of kids have, have gotten back into or gotten into for the first time uh, hunting and fishing. Good, yeah. Not just fathers and sons, right? I mean, you know, I I should have put a take your girl on a first date, right? (laughs) Take her on a first date with Austin, go out and catch a fish and and uh, and and do something creative, right? Don't just go to the movie and take her to dinner, do something creative, right? I mean, get out there and have some fun. And we're seeing so many more women participate in the sport, yeah, which is my 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 daughter, 19, right? Swims over at Colorado Mesa, and uh, she's so much more. I love that she's so much more independent, much more, you know, she just doesn't, you know, this is traditionally men. We grew up, you know, we're older. Sure. We grew up traditionally with traditional roles, and those are gone. I mean, I was raised mm-hmm. by a single mom. So there's, you know, my mom could shoot every bit as good as I could. Right. Um, and I see the same thing. Emily's like, I could do that. So, <laughs> you know, she was my fishing buddy, sure. right? That was my fishing buddy, taught her to shoot. Now, the interesting thing is she's left-eye dominant. So try teaching a right-handed kid that's left-eye dominant to shoot, uh, you know, no teach him left-handed. So, Austin, real quick, are you going to be doing any guiding for waterfowl? So I'm not doing the guiding for waterfowl, and actually uh, this year, um, being on Lund's pro staff, uh, I don't have a boat for the tail end of this fall right now. Um, That has been uh, sold to some some folks through Crowley Marine, Um, but we certainly are going to be getting after some ice fishing as we get some of these front-range lakes uh, locked, hopefully, with a good, strong winter with lots of moisture. But that is to kind of be decided on, on, obviously, and see how that's going to materialize. But uh, right, right now, we've been focusing on the store and, and with these good bites that have been happening around and, and uh, some of the brown trout still running and, and various other options up in North Park and South Park being productive still, uh, we've been really focusing on the tackle sales and, and getting ready for ice fishing. So we've seen some, some early ice in places, and that is something that we are prepared for. Matt, we, need, we should do I've never. I'm just being honest. I've never done ice fishing. I, so I grew, we both grew up in Texas, yeah. right? So, you know, and we're both not, neither one so of us are what we would call Austin. petite yeah. people. So I've never had ice thick enough, to, <laughs> never had ice thick enough to hold me. I walked oh, yeah. out on Cherry Creek when I first yeah. moved here 26 years ago. I took, a, I took a girlfriend hiking over to Cherry Creek State Park. We walked out on the ice. There was a guy out fishing out there. I was petrified, right? I mean, it, I'd be over it now. Obviously, the ice is like a foot thick and it'll hold right. pickup trucks, right? So, I, I mean, that's why I've just never done it. But something, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I keep thinking, eh. 
Yeah, but I just I'm intrigued. Any opportunity to get outside, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's Absolutely. just let's just yeah. go out. We'll bundle up real big. I'm telling we'll you, we'll bring a thermos of coffee and hot chocolate and dip a line with you, Austin. For sure. <laughs> it's just oh yeah. Well, and it's just kind of just a quick quick mention there. You know, talking about various ice thicknesses. This year in particular, as with everything, with a lot of new anglers out there, anybody that's thinking about getting on the ice really needs to focus on safety. Man, no Having doubt. safety yes. equipment out there is all really important, um, and uh, it's certainly uh, something to, to really consider there. That's a great point, and you're the source for that, right? So if, you're, oh, yeah. if you've migrated yeah. here from California or Texas, as so many of us <laughs> Go have, see Austin. Go see Austin Park. Yeah. Just count tackle. And just, don't, just don't stroll out on the ice no, with no. a chainsaw and try to make it happen. Be smart about it. Discount. It's important. It's discountfishingdenver.com. And, Austin, not to put you on the spot, any kind of discount we can throw out there for folks that want to come see you this week? Yeah, if, if anybody comes on down, mention the show, and we'll knock 10% off the whole purchase. All right, bud. Hey, Holy we smokes. appreciate I that. I know you're busy, and uh, but, man, we appreciate you always coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. Great store. Very knowledgeable folks. It's discountfishingdenver.com. we got to take our last break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. We don't normally think about our garage door until it's too late. A spring breaks, and right when you're running late for that very important appointment, you jump in the car, push the remote, your door doesn't open. Don't let that happen. Call Marianne at Affordable Door Company today and schedule your garage door inspection. At Affordable Doors, they are able to offer same-day service in the Denver metro area as well as free estimates. With over 30 years of experience and with over 26,000 satisfied customers, you can be assured of a pleasant experience when you deal with Affordable Door Company. Call Marianne now at 303-680-8440. That's 303-680-8440. And to see a complete list of services, visit garagedoorproblems.com. If you're like me, you've probably had a little extra time to go through your camping, hunting, and fishing gear. Hi, this is Scott Watley with Sportsman of Colorado. And you know what? When you're looking through your gear, you've probably discovered you've got some gear you just don't use anymore. Well, now you can turn it into cash at the Outdoorsman's Attic. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to lanterns, backpacks to Sitka gear. 
Chances are, if it's used in the outdoors, it's at the Outdoorsman's Attic. There are tons of bargains, and now they have a full-service gunsmith on-site in the lower level. Stop paying retail, turn your used gear into cash, family-owned and operated, the Outdoorsman's Attic is located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. Friendly service and great deals at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Tell them Scott sent you. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tent you need for golf bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just getting in the car, turn on the radio. My name is Scott Watley. Matthew Abernathy has been in studio with us. He is representing Phoenix Weaponry and uh, Jackson Creek, you said, right? Yeah, so Jackson Creek Armory, Kenny Valdez, out of Sedalia, Colorado, right? So uh, they're our, our, our latest uh, dealer for okay. Phoenix Weapons uh, and Accessories, right? So uh, um, Kenny's been around. Kenny, Kenny graduated School of Trades, uh, gunsmithing, the gunsmithing program at the Colorado School of Trades what, 26 years ago, some 1994, I think. So Kenny's been in the industry for over 25 years. Now, here's a guy that, I mean, very knowledgeable about all of the platforms. He's got a great store. You know what I love about his place, and I'm in there, and recently, right, so if Kenny's listening, he's probably laughing. Recently, I've gone in here and scored a I scored a pre-64 Winchester Model 70, 30-06, oh, wow. that I just used to take my mule deer on Monday, right? So, and, uh, you know, all kinds of, not just the AR platforms and the stuff that you would think about that we specialize in over Phoenix Weaponry, but a very eclectic bunch of firearms. He's got lever guns. He's got bolt guns. He's got ammo, right? He's very quickly going to have the best suppressors on the market, in my opinion. So, great little store. Awesome guy, just to go in and talk to. Very knowledgeable about everything. I mean, he can tell you when Taurus and Smith were sister companies back in the 30s. You know the relationship between Marlin and Savage, and what's going on, all the turmoil that Remington Wright went through, and all that. I mean, he he just he is super knowledgeable about the industry in general, right? And he's very open and honest about stock, how he gets stock, how his um, how his distributors work, and things of that nature. And I mean, he's willing to sit there and take the time and chat with you know a lot of guys just come in buy a product and get out right they don't want to step and talk right sure. they don't want to chat and kenny will take the time and spend time with you and that's i mean that's what we're looking for at phoenix we want those dealers that care about their customers a lot of guys get, don't know the only thing or a lot of folks i say the only thing they're exposed to in terms of suppressors is what they see in the television right and that's mm -hmm. that's not real accurate right. so um um so it's good to have you want to have people representing your product that are knowledgeable 
understand how it works. So we recently picked up a demo suppressor from Phoenix. I, I took it down there, right, and uh, and handed it off to him, or they shipped it to him, and uh, he screwed that on, and he's been he's been messing with that. And he's like, nope, I want it. It's mine. I want to buy it. So he's he's bought that suppressor now <laughs> and signed up, and he'll be he'll be buying some other products, right? So some of our lowers and the uppers, um, right? Because they're they're quality premium no, machined from seventy seventy five T seven aluminum, right? Yeah. So they're not. These are not forged. Uh, this is not your daddy's AR, right? Mm-hmm. These are premium, you know, yeah. because you own one, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, and I, I aspire shortly to have one. I was just <laughs> trying to get the makeup in my mind. Do I want the Do I want the Christine in forty five seventy auto? Do I want a three hundred eight platform? Uh-huh. Maybe the new Winchester three fifty Legend. Actually, Scott is what I'm thinking. So, very excited to have Jackson Creek Armory in Sedalia, Colorado, on. Uh, on a dealer list. So Kenny just, he's a great guy, very knowledgeable, and will treat you right as a customer. Cool. So, very excited. Real quick, earlier in the show, I mentioned about getting your vehicle ready for these last few hunting seasons, just getting on the highway. Get by D&D Tires. They've got a couple of stores in Aurora. And, uh, I mean, just great, great people. Uh, Dan Nottingham and his wife, Diana, they've supported our show great these last few years. And if you're looking for a great place to get tires, D and D tires, and just mentioned you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado. And then, real quick, Lone Tree Vet. Um, a couple of days ago, my wife, you met Victoria, she, yes, beautiful lady. We had to put you our married up, you. son. You I married did. up. We, we, she had to put her cat, um, Aww. across the rainbow bridge, 18 and a half year old cat, stepped and, on the rainbow, yeah. And so, uh, uh, Lone Tree Vet, boy, that just great people. They've been our vet for about good night 20 years and mm-hmm. uh, assisted us with that, and just great people. But if you're looking for a great vet, and uh, it's Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. They're in Lone Tree, right on Lincoln. And if you're looking for a place to board your pets, uh, hey, if your puppy needs a little training, they've got a great dog trainer. Uh, they've got a cat boarding facility. Uh, but they do, of course, all this veterinary work, uh, dental, uh, grooming, everything. It is truly your one-stop shop for all your veterinary needs and to take care of your pets. So, uh, boy, if you're looking for a good vet, check out Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. So now, where were you when you got your buck? Let's just let's just talk hunting. So I, you you want to talk hunting right. for a minute? We've been we've been plugging people all show. Yeah, so let's say, let's talk hunting for a bit. So I, I hunt with a good buddy of mine, uh, Bruce Ayers, uh, Ponderosa Outfitters up in North Park, Colorado. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So uh, he's been doing it for thirty odd years. He's uh, Bruce is going to retire, right? Mm-hmm. So he's uh, uh, he's selling the outfitter business to another guy out of North Park. Great guy. Um, but uh, I used Bruce's camp. Me and Scott and uh, another friend of ours went up and. Uh, um, it's uh, all wall tents, and of course, it was opening day. It was gorgeous, right? It was very busy. A lot of it's public land, mm-hmm. so it was very busy. Um, One sixty-one is a unit we hunt, but that is that tag is good for like six or eight different right. units in that area. A lot of hunters had tags for like one seventy-one and others that are affected by the fires, the Cameron Peak and the East Troublesome Fire. Mm-hmm. So a lot of traffic, a lot of hunters still handing in their tags. They um, they moved over to North Park. They moved over to the public land, the BLM lands. We hunt over in North Park, and you know it was it it, it it's a little crowded on Saturday, but uh, you know everybody was very polite and nice, and uh, um, saw a few deer, no elk, but uh, saw a few deer. And a good buddy of mine saw a very large bear, so which kind of wishes he'd had a better look at that bear. <laughs> Uh, Sunday, like you, you, you were in Maker. Maker. I was in Maker. Sunday, the weather came in. <laughs> Holy smokes! Scott and Dennis and I and Dennis and son Patrick, we woke up Sunday morning and the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour in the north, and we got you know about half a foot of snow on the ground, if not a foot, drifted up in the middle of the wall tent camp, right to two and a half, three foot drift right there. We never left camp. We turned. We 
you know, we, <laughs> we sat down, right? We sat down there and turned on the, the propane heaters in the tent and, and uh, you know, had three meals. And we played with Patrick's lab and we laughed and talked and told hunting stories sure. and talked about guns. That's exactly what hunting was like. So right. Monday rolls around, weather's a lot better, mostly cloudy, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Saw two bulls Monday, but went down to a little finger and up a finger there off of Independence Mountain and across the draw. And there's a small buck and I looked down below him and there's... There's a nice deer. So I had to, I had to whistle because he had his head turned the other way. So whistle a few times, finally got his attention. I'm like, hey, antlers are out past his ears. That, that, that's the one, right? So got down with that old, that uh, Model 70, 30 out six, pre 64, 1956 Winchester. Took that gun. This is a barn gun that's been sitting in a barn 40 years. Some people inherited it. They don't want it. They don't want anything to do with guns. Hey, that's fine. They yeah. took it to Kenny. Now, Kenny could have done retail on the thing and puts a very reasonable price on it. Man, I snatched it. I mean, I don't think that that thing didn't have any dust on it, that's for sure. But, of course, the lamination in the wood looked a little rough. Been sitting in a barn in the case for 40 years. Who do I take it to? Scott Rathman, my buddy over at Outdoorsman's Attic. He put the red finish. Of course, it's beautiful. Dennis gives me a, you know, a vintage period correct weaver scope, three by nine to put on there. Across the canyon, 200 200 yards, right? Now, here's the issue. Here's the funny part, right? And I'm going to fess up on radio in front of a thousand people or how many tens of thousands of people are listening right now. Took me five to get it done. All right. Because <laughs> I thought that dead gum deer was at 300 yards and he was at 200 yards. I had the time. He had no idea it was here. I was, I had my gun sitting on my rangefinder for goodness sake. So shot over his back on the first one and then, and then hit him on the second one and uh, third and fourth. And then the fifth one, he was facing away <laughs> you, from me, kind of uphill. You didn't kill him. You just wore him out. <laughs> just about. But that fifth one, that fifth one, that Winchester, he, and he dropped like a rock. So it was all over. So it was uh, – then, then he almost even the score me trying to get him out of there. Down the draw, back up the other side, over the knob. You know, uh-huh. Got him cleaned up, back on the knob, drag him down over the creek. Back up the other side of the draw and down to where the ATV was and back to camp. So by the time I got back to camp, I was a little goofy. Right? Yeah. Scott's like, are you drunk or something? I said, I haven't had water in like four hours. <laughs> and he's like, you need to go lay down and have some water. You know, you're going to do something stupid and hurt yourself. Right. So it was a great hunt. He's a beautiful deer. Uh, Jen over, Jen Paddock over there at Outdoors Metallic. She's got him going to do a Euro mount on him. Cool. And then I got some buddies of Bruce's, my outfitter buddy up in Greeley. Gonna, they're going to cut him up. A little deer burger and some yep. back straps. I can't wait. Awesome. We've got Steve on the line. Steve, you're on Sportsman of Colorado. How are you? Oh, oh nope. he decided. Okay. Oh, he oh he's, talking, talking, he's to talking to Charlie. He's talking to Charlie. All right. Maybe he's got a question. All right. Um, so, yeah, I was over in Meeker. I did first rifle uh, for elk, and uh, there was eight guys in camp. We were hunting with QRS. Uh, have you met Quint Smith, QRS Outdoor Specialist? You know that name sounds familiar. Okay. I may have met Quint. Yeah, but uh, I've killed a lot of elk with him, Mountain Lion, and, man, great, great, uh, him, him and his wife, Jordy. And, uh, but um, had eight guys in camp, six kill bulls. Wow. I was not one of them. <laughs> I never, man, I never just found the bull that I wanted. And uh, they always say don't pass up. On the first, first day. day, what you would take the last day, right? That's right. But just didn't see the bull I wanted, so, uh, but just a great experience. And then uh, was there again this second rifle season. Took a buddy there. He had received a, a gift, a twenty-year anniversary gift from his workplace, and so they asked me where to take him. I said QRS. So, went over there with Quentin, and uh, again, three or four guys got into some elk, and we just couldn't find him the bull we wanted. Yeah. You know, just being honest with folks. But you know what? Here's what. That's why they and, call uh, it hunting and not and killing, right? Fred Eichler. 
Yeah, no. I, met, I haven't met Fred, but okay, I like I met him. him at Cabela's a couple of years, and we were talking about, you know, just outfitters and testimonials and all. And he goes, you know what, Scott? He goes, it's easy to get testimonials from people when they've killed something. Sure. It's the greatest place. People are great. He goes, get testimonials from people when they did not mm-hmm. have success. And so I just want to say, I mean, boy, you know, when uh, the food is great, the lodging is great, and you've got guides that are out taking you, and, man, they're working their tail off to get yeah. you on good animals. And, uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes it just doesn't work. And yeah. you know what? you got to understand that. And like you said, so they true. call it hunting and not shooting. But, uh, you know, again, we um, uh, certainly have several good outfitters that we recommend. But um, I always like to imagine just people that I've been with, hunted with, yeah. and you know, spend time with, and those are the ones that we need we're to do one together. For. I think we, yeah, we need to do we that. should. That'd Absolutely. be fun. That'd be. I'd love to get out and see. I I, w- I want to do a line with a longbow. That's one of my. Oh really? Okay. That's one of my. You know, I'm a longbow shooter, so that's. Uh, I love that. So had a bear right under my stand. I'll show you the video after yeah. we're done here. But I did get me a, a nice bear a few weeks ago. I saw ago. that, I and saw I had a second bear tag for this hunt oh, for the second rifle. I, but in Saturday, I thought, oh, good. Then Sunday, that snow hit. I go, we got more bears in the state. Oh, we got more bears in the state. If you saw one driving down Colorado Boulevard, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, if my first thought would not be, there's a bear driving a car. It would be, where the hell is he going? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. It's absolutely true. There are. There are a lot of bears. Well, again, Phoenix Weaponry. And um, get by um, Jackson Creek. Jackson Creek and, Armory, uh, Kenny Valdez, Sedalia, yeah, Colorado. Out let them know you heard about a mirror on Sportsman of Colorado. And, now let's uh, we got two or three minutes here. Let's sure. talk about suppressors and um, yeah. the paperwork and kind of getting all that done. Right. So the form four is what you got to fill out, right? As I understand it. So, but uh, effectively, when you we, you want to suppress, you go see Kenny. You can see Kenny Valdez. You can order direct. You can reach out to me on the web. Right. Um, I will shortly have my contact information on the Phoenix Weaponry website, and we'll walk you through all that. There is a, a background check, right? An NFA background check that you have to go through. You know, you've sure. got a very nice suppressor, I believe, on your 308, if I remember correctly. I've got three of them. You've got wife, three of them. If my wife isn't listening, I've got three. Of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your secret is safe with me, my yeah, friend. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So there's a background check, and, yeah. and there's a, a waiting time, and it's currently, I think, running about 12 months, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it so does maybe take going a, a little bit longer with COVID. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, as I understand, it's worth it's worth every it's worth the wait. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but the the background check that you need to fill out, there's a $200 stamp that goes with that, of sure. course, um, that goes on top of that, and then but then that's your suppressor, right? Yeah. And then of course there. Uh, depending on the thread, the thread type, most of them are what is it, half twenty-eight or something of that nature, mm-hmm. right? And that'll go on. Uh, most all of the barrels are, are threaded the same, so sure. um, you can swap those from one to another. Man, so. two things we'll wrap up on: time change. I hate that, <sighs> dude. I hate even. setting the clock. First of all, I don't want another hour of 2020. Nobody wants another <laughs> okay. hour of 2020. That's number one. Get us out of here. And uh, and two, man, I just hate it getting dark at like 4:30, 5 o'clock. You know what? And we had to, and we got to fall back, so we got to yeah. wait another hour to see how the election comes out. Sure, that was my Which next point. I think is gonna. I think it's gonna. So here's my thing. I think it's gonna be a sweep. I think he's, he walked away with 306 electoral votes. I think he walks away with more than 325. Yeah. I think it's, I think he's going to kill it. It's just, I just, it's the vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just, and I just, and listen, you're talking to an old Dixiecrat, right? I mean, I leaned, you know, left, but the Democratic Party is completely different. It is sure. completely different from what it was even 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I supported the Clintons, right? I was a fan of the Clintons in the early 90s, right? So, and went through that phase and then I've just been disillusioned that they have just, 
they have just disintegrated before my eyes. Yeah. Right. And it's just it's tragic to watch. Right. And then just they they just turn on you. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a gun owner, and where I could be left in a gun owner. 35, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it was fine. Now you're a gun owner? You're one of those guys. Holy smokes, man. And I saw it this morning, real quick on Fox News, 16.7 million new gun owners (laughs) from January through September. Get training. 16? Oh, yeah. Get training. For sure. There's so many certified firearms instructors out there through the NRA. Get training. Yes, buy a firearm. Absolutely. I had two good friends of mine, very left-leaning ladies who will remain nameless out of Northern <laughs> California. When this COVID stuff broke, they reached out to me on Facebook, and they're like, so we're thinking about buying a gun. I said, absolutely. Amen. Support 100%. You know, looked up some firearms dealers there in the Northern California. Let's go talk to these guys, these guys, and these. And they're off and running, yeah. right? So, hey, there's another. You can be. I had a friend of mine describe, you know, when you go far enough left, you know what you get, Scott? You get your guns back. You know what I mean? You go far enough left. You get, listen, we can all agree all on right. one thing: get training. There's no reason for nobody to own for nobody to own a firearm unless mm-hmm. they're mentally ill, right? Or yeah. they're they're actively criminal. For sure, right? You know, and, and that's that's a pretty broad statement I just made there. But uh, get just get training. If you're responsible, everybody I talk to agrees. If you're a responsible adult, sure you should own a firearm. Absolutely. Well, Matt, it's been fun, man. Wish we had another hour. Awesome. All we right. can do this all day. Hey, if you miss our live show on Saturdays, you can catch us twice on Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. or once again, 7 to 8 p.m. Don't forget to set your clocks back. Make sure you vote. And let's ride the Trump train. We'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.